Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your co-hosts, hosts, Luke Lore, the (laughs) insipid ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, the man who runs Seasoned Gaming's BitCast and, of course, coins uh, or or co-hosts the second most popular show here on Seasoned Gaming, and that's this one. Mr. Ainsley Bowden, how are you, sir? <laughs> you fumbled that intro better than I could, and That's I funny. fumble intros all the time, so I'm proud of you. <laughs> I got distracted because I got a message pinging <laughs> on the other side of the screen, and it's just like blink, blink, and I'm like, go away. <laughs> I'm good, man. How you guys doing? I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, more FTC bullshit, but you know, we'll get through that, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about some good stuff. So, well, yeah, they said I'm it good. couldn't be done, and they might have been right. <laughs> we had a good <laughs> we had a good six hours where we were. By the way, I think I just cursed in the intro, which YouTube specifically tells you not to do. So um, we're off to a good start already. Well, YouTube and Elon, they give good directions. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So, Well, we are, of course, joined by the host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. He's lighter. He's tanner. Uh Uh-oh. He's doing big things, and I'm pretty darn proud of him. He's bringing some culture to the show. Some culture. That's right. That's right. Santana. Enrique Iglesias, I'm here. Hi, what's up? <laughs> I Joe, like I'm... that Santana guy. That's right. He's good at the guitar. What's up, man? What's going on? I'm happy to be here. That's good. I'm doing to see. great. You're, you're having a good week, bud. You got a new a yeah, new my... watch. Uh, nice. You're you're down on the scales. You're crushing the exercise. And Lena Khan apparently loves you. I don't know something like that. That's what the internet. Apparently, told me. <laughs> honestly, while you're doing the intro, I read a I read a comment so stupid, my IQ dropped from from uh, from the latest episode we did, of which I knew we would get comments like that. I can't wait. So, yeah. this whole situation, I get it. It's really fascinating. It's super interesting. But I think we're taking the wrong things. No, I don't think we're taking the wrong things out of this. Yeah. Um, and and we're it's. It's just bizarre. I think uh, to see people's reactions to it all, it's it's sad that it's just so not surprising anymore. You know, but we, other than you, say, that, you, you say wrong things, but didn't we confirm that PlayStation is dead? I know we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, but. true. Yeah. Well, apparently, some people were upset that I had uh, Xbox, uh, you know, folks on the trophy room uh, last night or this week's episode oh. uh, that. Yeah, Xbox? they, they want to. Yeah, they they don't want to hear about Xbox stuff. They want to hear about PlayStation stuff. Mm. And gotcha. I'm like, well, I think this deal has implications for PlayStation just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to hear their perspective because how many like every other like PlayStation podcast or, or PlayStation creator, whether it's like on Twitter or whatever have you, it seems like there's very few of us out here that are sane folk. And um, it's just. <laughs> It, it it's it's like we're all pretending to be lawyers <laughs> you know it's it's wild so i i love the guests that we had on this week's trophy room i'm I, i'm really excited to chat it up with y'all today because um you know i still have a lot of um i don't know ideas rolling around in this old dome of mine i need to well, get out well I, there was something fun that we because joe was on xep ains um yeah. i was that far down on the wrong list i'm sorry so yeah it was rough um, it was really rough but we, we talked about like, you know, this was prior to the deal going through and it was like, yep. you know, how do you feel if and it's like as content creators, we're going to talk about it from that perspective. But like we don't have a personal vested interest nope. other than covering it like I don't live or die by this and <clears throat> not for nothing. Neither do the companies. Um, mm-hmm. 
we, we literally said that. And so to see the deal get struck down by the judge and then up oh, we're appealing. And it was just, it was just this cycle again. It's like, it's, it's still like, yay. I was glad that it was done just so we could move into new conversations because ABK is going to come up for the next two years, no matter which way it goes. Every time you talk about call of duty, every time you talk about something that Activision is doing, whatever new marketing deal takes place, uh, this is going to come up one way or the other. I thought we were able to have a new conversation though, but we're still, or at least for another week, we're still (laughs) on the same one. Well, I think, well, like what we said on the trophy room last night, I'm like, this is the end of the conversation. Like this is, it's over. Um, This, I mean, by Monday it's, it's done. I, I, you know, I don't see any way on this beautiful planet of ours that we get something other than a confirmation that, you know, Activision's a part of Microsoft now. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, people I think are still over. living in La La Land. Some people are still living in La La Land about it. So, like, I know from the, like, I'll mention it in future shows, but, like, I'm glad that we're, it's, it's over now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm re- I'm ready to move forward. I'm right there with you guys. Um, by the way, Midnight Jury, thank you, Legend, as always, always gifting memberships over here during our shows. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I I mean, I think it's over. Obviously, you know, as I've talked to Hogue an awful lot about this, I've talked to others about it, and it's always like, you know, you never know. There's no guarantees of anything, but you know, logistically speaking, it feels like we should be at least trying to take that next step. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't, I, I know you guys are in the same camp, and uh, I'm sure our audience is too, for the most part here, because we have an awesome audience here. What's up, everyone? Um, but I think that um, the interesting part about the Activision Blizzard acquisition is not the deal itself, mm. but the possibilities for what this means for the companies in various ways, from mm-hmm. developers to studios to technology to ips to all the different facets of what it means for xbox first party to include activision blizzard development studios and ips mm-hmm. and the ten thousand developers or you know ten thousand employees that come along with that i think that's far more interesting to talk about those scenarios than the deal itself let's get past the damn deal so we can just start mm-hmm. talking about all the other things that we'd like to see things that we think are going to happen, even if we may not like them, you know, all the other things that could come of this. I think that's just more fun. I'm tired of talking about, no offense, Hogue, if you're listening, I'm tired of talking about the legal aspects of this. I just don't care. No, I just don't care. Um, I just, you know, I want to talk about games. That's why I do this. I like talking about gaming and I want to, I want to know what this means for gaming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Nothing good. Cause now, now it's now, now Xbox is going to buy the whole industry. (laughs) <laughs> you know you know what i want to see what i'm most yeah he shut me down too dang um i'm really curious how marketing, prove me wrong guys prove me wrong <laughs> i'm really curious how marketing changes for call of duty but also everything else like is there uh a reality where come july of next year a year from now crash bandicoot or spyro or COD is on the box of of uh, an Xbox. Like you go to the store to buy an Xbox and Spyro's on the box. Uh, is there a reality where that happens? Because I think to me, that is a very enticing way to move units as well as 
in the store, the, the mom and dad, the, the whoever walks up and they see recognizable characters. I'm curious to know how the marketing shifts or changes based on that kind of stuff. I think that to me, to me, that's an interesting metric uh, to watch, especially given the disparity between sales numbers of Series S and X at 21 million and PlayStation 5 at 39 million. It's a pretty big disparity. It's two to one. Uh, and still they're doing well. I, I know Joe and I disagree on the idea of it doing well, but I mean, the industry is doing well. Um, it, will that change anything? I think it's better said that it's not that Xbox is doing bad. It's that PlayStation's just doing that well. Mm, PlayStation yeah. 5 is just blowing things away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, by the way, shout out to the Anthem Steelbook behind you. I have that one too. Always got a shot at Anthem. Thank you. Thank you. That's um, right. That was up for you, actually. <laughs> I didn't know if you noticed. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> notice at all. Oh, hot damn. Look at that. Hi. Yep. <laughs> um, Anthem, man. So one, one thing that's interesting. So Joe, what, what's up, Joe? Good to see you. He says, nothing will change. Look at Bethesda. And I, I would counter that slightly a little bit because I was literally, and I'm not, this is not a Ains was there thing. But when we were literally listening to Todd Howard speak last month in person, he, was there, told, he, he told everyone in that room that Starfield would be a different, not as good game if it weren't for Xbox. That the expectations around Bethesda internally delivering that game two years ago and the scope of that game would not be what is getting delivered this September if it weren't for the Xbox and Bethesda deal. Now, mm -hmm. you could say he's blowing smoke. You could say whatever you want about it. But we've seen that in other cases. We know that Psychonauts 2 would not have been the same game without being part of xbox tim schaefer's talked very candidly about that there's a documentary about it um we know in the interview shout out uh, i'm working on it luke i'm working on it luke just put up an interview with yeah. the Everett space 2 devs literally telling him that the game would not be the same without the game pass deal so i i do think there are downstream effects that we may not see out in front right we may not see when the game gets delivered on the box or the the game player what have you I've talked to developers. We've talked to people that are in making these games in the studios, in the production houses, and they have expressively said it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think that's what interests me more about the deal is what this would mean. I don't think we're going to see a massive change to Call of Duty. It's a freaking money machine, right? They're not going to disrupt Call of Duty delivery. I'm not right. saying that or Diablo or World of Warcraft or any of those things, but I'm more interested in the behind the scenes things of like just the nuances, right? What can 343 and Coalition and some of the first party studios that work on shooters learn from one another, right? What mm -hmm. technologies can they share? What gameplay scenarios or even it sounds bad, but even like monetization methods of content delivery mm -hmm. can they share across games? And I just think there's a lot to be interested in there. That's what fascinates me personally with these types of deals. Yeah. It's Sorry, that like, was kind of all over the place, but I think. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, I, you know, Luke and I was, were having this conversation earlier too of like, to me, the interesting thing is when Xbox, you know, kind of like pops, pops the, the, the trunk and really like takes a look at everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, or yeah, pop, pops the cover and sees like what, how this engine's actually assembled in terms of like, you know, like how, how does Call of Duty work? Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it's not simply, you know, when people are like, oh, we get the free, you know, studio X, Y, and Z from Call of Duty. I'm like, not that simple. I don't think <laughs> one would assume it's like that team's already, uh, you know, 
knowing or, or, or at least uh, has some wherewithal about them when it comes to making Call of Duty or whatever section that they're working on. So it's, it's, it's not as easy going, hey, guys, now you're working on Crash because now all of a sudden a new team has to learn all the quirks from like a Toys for Bob or, or Vicarious, right? So mm-hmm. like to me, it's, it's the surgery that Microsoft will have to do or even if they do, Mm-hmm. Uh, after acquiring Activision, because there's really no guarantees. It's all the things we'd like Vicarious to come back. We would love Toys for Bob to to be making a Spyro game, but like those aren't really guarantees. Those right. are just things we'd like. I wouldn't even say yeah. they're. I wouldn't even say it's highly possible in the first few years that you'll see any shift like that yeah. at all. I think it's going to take a lot of time to integrate these companies together and at least figure out like i said how they're going to work with one another that's it's a huge undertaking and quite frankly this this always sounds more critical than i mean it but it is critical to a degree and we've talked about this on bigcast a lot i know we've talked about the same thing which is xbox up until recently i think we're all very pleased after last month and the roadmap and everything we've seen but Mm -hmm. we've been very critical of xbox and handling first party delivery inconsistently with their studios with mismanagement of um the initiative we've heard about right and fallout and missing delivery dates and Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of things redfall is another example at one Um, point prior to the trials like uh the notes and things we learned from the trial lanes i was beginning to wonder i was like does matt booty is he right for this job because i love matt booty right he's a nice cool dude seems like yeah seems like a gamer's uh gamers gamer like he's a cool dude but like you see how halo rolled out you saw the troubles that took place in the xbox one era the struggles to get first party content you're like okay do do we is something where's the problem is is this the problem um and come hindsight being what it is and thanks to to the the documents from the trial we find out no matt booty's genuinely been fighting to fix stuff but what task does he have laid before him to 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 streamline Activision content, free up studios to, to make what they want to make the way that Xbox seems to be doing, like Clockwork Revolution. Who would have thought of that? Somebody wanted to create that. Yeah. Somebody yeah. wants to Brian create Fargo's baby. Right. Yeah. Like the, uh, to make these <clears throat> things happen, uh, like Pentiment is a result of them yeah. saying, you know, make what you want to make. So, what does that look like with Activision uh, if that takes place? That will take. You say several years. I'm thinking three to four before we start to see the dividends because how long has it taken for us to get Bethesda, Obsidian, and Exile products? Would they get them in 17 and 20? I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, Compulsion hasn't delivered a game yet since it's being acquired. Um, Ninja Theory delivered Bleeding Edge. We know how that happened. Um, Hellblade 2 is coming. I mean, it looks incredible, but so we'll see. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so many different things that have to happen um with a, a an organizational shift of this size this magnitude mm-hmm. and uh it's just going to be interesting i that's the stuff i keep saying it but that's the stuff i love it's just kind of hearing the inner workings of that stuff lucy has just said it as you did luke which is you know we got to see some of the internal stuff from this court case and that we talked about that a few weeks ago which was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh but yeah i think that we also have to remember and we've seen this it, it affected halo it's affected other games is that at the end of the day, Xbox is part of Microsoft. And while Phil Spencer has an awful lot of money to throw around and an awful lot of seeming on the outside, right, of goodwill with uh, Satya, um, they still report to Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft's um, 
rules around contractors can only be there for 18 months and hiring mm-hmm. freezes and all those. I've literally talked to people in Xbox mm-hmm. saying that they couldn't do anything about this, right? Their hands are tied. They mm-hmm. cannot hire for this position or this person had hit their 18 month limit. They had to go. There's, there's no two ways about it. Um, and that, you know, that affects things as well. So there's just, there's a lot of business aspects to it that I think get overlooked in the Twitter sphere, but then a lot of things get overlooked in the Twitter sphere. So do you think the lessons are learned from Halo, from contract workers, from studio setups, from Bethesda launching Redfall? Like, do you think the lessons are learned? The weird thing is my mind goes, you want to say yes, (laughs) but but no, right. We've asked that question before. Right. Like we've asked that question two years ago Mm -hmm. and three years ago Mm -hmm. and four years ago. And it's like, are they learning this time? I don't know. No, we'll see. No, No. I I think that's the only thing that really worries me about this. Yeah. Um, You know, like the contractor. um, I I like how you. Yeah. Sorry. Go for it. Sorry, Joe. Don't mean to interrupt you. Fish string in the chat just said FTC update. The appeal was just denied by Judge (gasps) Corley. It is off to the Ninth Circuit Court. Yeah. The Ninth Circuit Court has. uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not an expert here, but has oversight mm-hmm. of cases that would then, this is kind of like the escalation, right? So if the Ninth right. Circuit Court denies it, expected. I think, I think expected. it is expected. Yes, yeah. it is expected. Thank yeah, you. And they're, yeah. And they're wanting the Ninth Circuit to intervene. Um, and, and not to, a lot and of, the, to, yeah, not a lot What's of fact based evidence to intervene. Like when I was uh, not a lawyer, I actually don't want to accidentally go down this road, but I will say yeah. it's interesting to hear people discuss you know, what's a fact and what is not, what is precedent, what is not, what is set in motion. Um, and the armchair analysis by so many people, including us, but like, I hopefully done with humility. Like it's, it's like, if I watch a professional soccer game, like I watch the national team play, I'm like, mm, he shouldn't have done that. That doesn't mean I could do better or no better. Yeah. It's like the hindsight. I can see, Oh, he missed that shot. You in know, the like yeah. in the, yeah. So it's a, uh, Well, I think we do a good job of qualifying our comments. I think where people get into trouble or where we see people get into trouble and take it too far is when they make definitive statements from their point of view, when very clearly they don't have any expertise in the matter. Right. I mean, and for listeners, this is important. You guys know, Ains hasn't been to the Capitol since January 6th. (laughs) I mean, it's it's been a while since he's even been in a government building. Um, Or allowed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just looking. (laughs) He was just sightseeing. God damn it. (laughs) I was invited. It was a tour. I was told it was a tour. (sighs) Uh, Yeah. And and I I think that's what we've seen a lot of people like kind of fall under. You know, this is it's like it's like a it's it's a bummer to see people. You generally kind of like, you know, look up to or go like, yeah, they're a good egg fall into this weird you know i don't it's know a trap. Rabbit it's a, it's a, a trap. It's a, it, it is it's inviting to do so you know what yeah. i mean because everybody has an opinion and because we have platforms that get, give us a ways to express those opinions and then we only follow those that we choose to follow uh we, we get roped into these kind of like rabbit holes of just yeah. you know, cyclical logic and either people engage in combat with people from the other side or they surround themselves with only opinions that they like. Yeah. And that's how it happens. Yeah. It's a trap. And, uh, 
I see and, a lot of opinions that I don't dis like or that I disagree with on a daily basis, especially like around this this case, right? Like, because like I'm the only one in the in the group of us. That I'm like not a fan that this is happening, but I can you know I could I, I could see the logic and whatnot. And like though I don't like it, doesn't mean it's gonna you know my my disapproval is gonna stop them. It's like it's whatever. It's like what can I do? And 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 my feeling is just like yeah, it's whatever. You know, could have been worse. I guess it could have picked a better publisher for me. Like it could have been a Capcom. But like you know, I I've just seen just so many people. I don't know, just bust out their you know their law degrees online, and it's just so infuriating. And so like. You know, I talked about this a bit on the trophy room, which one person again vehemently didn't like that I brought Xbox people on. Um, where it was just like, you know, um, oh god, see, look at my memory's fading, and I totally, I totally forgot now. Uh, r- remind me what I was literally just saying, Luke. Just the rabbit hole that tends oh, yeah, to the, happen. Yeah, the the rabbit hole that tends to happen, and the you know, you know, me bringing on like Xbox folks, this should get the the different perspective. Because I like, I feel like we oftentimes get too much in our camps where I want to introduce my audience to other ideas and views. Like I want to introduce people to go, hey, this is what like these two people feel, and they're not wacky or crazy, and we're gonna disagree with each other, but we're gonna show you how to do it respectfully, type of deal. Um, I just don't like the armchair. It's not even like, yeah, it's like the armchair cheerleaders at this point. And it's just, it's just really weird to me. So I think what we're really tired with is not the conversation because there's conversations that we can have that are interesting. Like, yeah, how does Microsoft dissect Activision and see what they can, they can actually do with it. Right. Um, but I think we're tired of the social media conversations, the ones that are really simple to have, mm-hmm. the ones that are like, hurrah, hurrah, or like, this is doomsday for PlayStation type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, that's what I think the conversations were truly tired of. You know? Do you, th- yeah. do you think, uh, guys, because a new social platform launched in threads and because Twitter is circling a drain that maybe the effect that the communities are having is magnified by that because we're having to, to say it in two places, see it in two places or, or two more, or an extra place. Uh, or is that just kind of a tangential relationship? It just happened to happen. No, I think it just happened to happen, to be honest. Yeah. I think this is where social media has kind of been going down uh, as of the last few years. And I think like just the, the social media person inside of me, we're seeing more and more folks being looking at social media going, how could I like minimize this? Mm. Uh, but like see the things I, I want to see, but also like, get away from the really negative shit that I constantly get on my feed. That's why like people really like Instagram because Instagram is built off this like positive, like, you know, atmosphere. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not about like doom or gloom. It's like, Hey, look at what I'm doing Mm -hmm. type of stuff that people are really into. I think it's just the nature that social media, the, the rabbit hole that we've gone uh, through Mm -hmm. um, the last, I think like really 2019, uh, into 2020 i think covid accelerated it to be honest but i don't think it's because there's more social media things i just think um if anything luke the 
since Twitter is getting smaller and smaller because more people are leaving, uh, you're seeing the negative voices be amplified because it's kind of like an empty room. Their voices are just echoing all over the place. Mm, gotcha. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, Fishring has a good comment here. I'd be curious who leaves ABK and starts their own studio after some of the big execs and leaders get their payday. And we've seen that at other companies too. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think you will definitely see that. Um, I mean, even on the much smaller scale, like after uh, Cyberpunk shipped for mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red, if you're paying attention over there, there's been three studios that have been set up by ex-CD Projekt Red people who ship Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens quite a lot in the gaming industry and uh, with a deal this size where people are going to make some serious money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you'll see some things for sure. It'll be, it'll be cool to see. It's a it's a great question and it's a great consideration to, to keep in mind because uh, Xbox is... Microsoft is hoping to keep some of this talent, but they're absolutely going to shed people uh, for redundancies, right? They're going to streamline. Microsoft proper has already been shedding people. And Activision is, my math might be wrong here, but I believe when they initiated the deal was around 10,000 employees. Mm -hmm. Now it's 17. Um, So there's going to be some eliminated redundancies here and there. And then people are going to be unhappy. They're going to want to, they're not going to want to move or transition to a different project or whatnot as these t- things take place and when i love when they go activate their own studios because it means they're going to make what they want to make yeah. and pa- uh passion projects oftentimes work out really well i think the only one in recent memory that i know of that kind of bombed was a game called disintegration from marcus Lato. yeah which um, was a shame it was a shame marcus Lato's so a great guy he was he was real cool um i i i'm I think that was a bummer but the majority of the time when you see passion projects you get something good out of it and um to your just to further your point immortals please. of avium which comes out in two weeks yes um is uh is a passion project from a ex developer you know major developer who started his own studio for that mm-hmm. reason i'm excited yeah. for that that's brett robbins um somebody who Looks i really, really cool i really want to interview brett robbins like i i'm excited for immortals of avium big time uh um, nice but i will say uh I lost my point here. Oh, if if people do go and leave, that's not doom and gloom. The amount of IP, the amount of networking uh, in the mobile space that Xbox will uh, inherit is still a worthwhile endeavor. Um, you could argue numbers, 69, 45 billion, but whatever, that's not the point. The point is they will have done a deal and this company will now have inroads into to markets they didn't otherwise have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you're if you're Activision employees, for the most part, you're pretty happy because hopefully Microsoft comes in and they start to reverse all the shitty policies that Activision did have when it comes to stuff like working from home and, you know, like remote work. So, you know, there are things to cheer about, like Bobby Kodak being, you know, you know, getting that golden parachute, though it's not the greatest, you know thing ever uh, i don't know if it was, well, I don't know if it was accurate but i saw one thing saying he's due to make 400 million yeah, that sucks it's like bob you Iger know? getting that contract extension for disney and then saying these people <laughs> that make less than minimum wage should work harder <laughs> they're being unrealistic dude you make seventy five thousand dollars a day i think that's unrealistic <laughs> what are you saving up for dude the ticket yeah. to heaven that you're not going to be getting <laughs> jesus it's, it's Ooh, wild boy. i know <laughs> i know um, do you think let's not, I don't want to stay on ABK too long, but I will say, okay. uh, Phil Spencer's choice of wearing the Hexen shirt at the showcases, <laughs> obviously strategic. Do you think there's anything there or was that just a, 
It'd be cool. I think that's Phil being an old school gamer and just throwing a shout out to a game he loved growing up. I played Hexen when it came out. Great game, Mm -hmm. fun, but but I really think they're going to shift resources to to start working on a Hexen reboot. I, I don't think so. No, uh, maybe not shift resources, but the open the idea, get people excited about test, t- test interest. The levels. boss wants this, dude. I don't know what Hexen is. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't know what Hexen's Hexen old is. man. Hexen goes back. Exactly. You seen yeah. Immortals of Avium? Uh, it's yeah, like I, that, but thirty years ago. But but when mm-hmm. I was two years old, it's Magic Doom. It's like Doom, but it's magic. Instead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like two years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you were, were definitely born. very young. Old, yeah, a little baby. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, yeah. no, um, I, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, no, I didn't really have any further point. I was just continuing the conversation. Oh, uh, can I just say, why is everybody yelling at Lena Khan? She's just doing her job. All right, she's just doing her job, and everybody's hooting and hollering at this poor lady. You know, are you quoting Kotaku here? Because yeah, my people right now. After what? Oh, you know what? Let's switch to that real fast. Sidebar. <laughs> Why are Kotaku not your favorite people right now, Luke? Uh, okay. Well, I wasn't here to like dip, dunk on Kotaku. However, ah, I will. Kotaku sucks. Okay, yeah. I'll say right. it. They suck. So they uh, they put out a, a call for like, hey, who enjoyed Redfall or who had fun with it or or whatnot. Um, and I and, and several people in my community found fun in redfall that's not mean i'm dying on a hill saying that it's god's gift it certainly Your doesn't meet expectations year. or yeah none of that but did i have fun playing this game that i played on game pass yes i did um and and i gave them quotes as such and so did so did a member of the xcp community named ellery they are awesome uh we both wrote wrote quotes up and comments for this author who pitched it one way and then the headline is like meet the fans playing Xbox's worst exclusive of the year. And then they just proceeded to dump <laughs> on us. <laughs> just like, what the heck? So uh, like, I didn't, I didn't tweet that link out or I don't want to give them a click for it. I'd much rather people look at the, I did. I gave I them five clicks. <laughs> but, so like, keep it coming. I'm out here specifically like trying to do good work, interviewing people, having great guests on, trying to be this beacon of like positivity. <laughs> just this guy just, he's like, well, we need something. All right. I need to, yeah. I, now I, now I got to see who. The best part who, is they made do money. Do you know off the of author it. of that? I do know the author, but I'm not going to give his name a, a shout out. I'll look okay, it up for so you. Right. And I'll but I'm not giving no, no, him no, no, any no, no, publicity. No, no. Um, but I'm real just, bad. He's, he's real bad. bad. I, and I didn't know. Oh, really? I should have done my due diligence. Part of that's on me, but like, uh, yeah, here he is. <laughs> I got his name. Um, I was just so disappointed in in the the lack of integrity. True. Uh, I w- I mean, I've ranted. You know, guys know I've ranted about that a lot with some of these outlets. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me, if you guys forgot, when uh, remember when I had the Last of Us Firefly Edition debacle and my post went viral of the damage yeah. and yes, I, I wrote an article and all that, and VGC just took my picture and reported on it, like yes. literally my picture from my house. And then the guy who works for VGC like called me out and started attacking me because I, I said they use my picture. I'm like, you guys have some balls, man. Yeah. Yep. I remember yep. that. Yep. I remember weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing we got to also understand a lot of like, you know, the games journalists or, or, or I really just try to say games media because like journalists is stretching the word a lot. 
Um, it's, you know, to me, it's, it's like, if you follow someone, um, I don't know, if you follow a reporter like on CNN or like whatever, they're going to act a, a, a lot more or a lot differently than you're going to see like a reporter of X, Y, and Z, like an Ethan Gotch for over at Kotaku, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, I, I, I mean, you're seeing a lot of them cheerlead for, for sides right now. It's like, you guys are not supposed to be cheering for sides. Yep. You guys are supposed to actually be reporting information. That's it. You shouldn't be rooting. Your job is to report the the the, the freaking news. It's yeah. not to 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 make a stand on something. But it, you know, in this industry, the 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 thing is, you know, making content is so hard that you do. I think we talked about this several episodes back. You you have to be a personality too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're writing a good age. article. Yeah, it, writing a good article is just simply not enough. You need to have that following that's going to give you those reliable clicks. And if you can't do that, you got to pull an Ethan Gotcha and make a a, 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 hit, a hit piece. Like, that's it's all you got to do. I, I was seriously through DMs talking to Jez about some aspects of what we're talking about here yesterday and today, actually. Um, I was just talking to him about what he does, Xbox community and with Windows Central and stuff, but kind of some of the same topics is like, yeah, it's uh, he's talked before because, you know, Windows Central and his his following has grown a lot. But he's talked before around like just the way it is right now, just doing reviews, doing articles and stuff. If you're doing this for money, right, this is a living for you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. cut it. And that's, I think, why we're seeing so many of the gaming media outlets just shed people over the past couple of years, because it has become personality driven and streamers and YouTubers and people who are just willing to develop an audience based on a personality or a persona, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's a shame, um, but it, it is a fact regardless of how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And so seeing to your point, Joe, I think the reason I bring that up is seeing some of the big sites or sites that generate a lot of traffic kind of go down that road because they know they have to is both disappointing and I don't know. It, frustrating. It's just I the guess. state of things. Yeah. And it's just like people, you know, folks keep falling for it. And that's the, that's the really depressing thing too. It's like, you know, I, I've curated my social media a lot so that I, I avoid a lot of it. But even then I still see tricklings of this weird toxic, just all of it um and so like to me uh you're right there is a there is a a beauty in like what season gaming does what the trophy room does what xcp does where it's like we all have like separate jobs away from this industry so we don't have to go out there and write a hit piece about playstation or write a hit piece about xbox or write a hit piece about this game that didn't perform well but still Mm -hmm. somehow does well on seo like Mm -hmm. we don't have to do that we have the the opportunity to give our audience something that maybe is a little bit more i i hate to say refined but like maybe more um you know i guess like pulled back a bit from sure like we 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 don't have to have the the bite that these other folks do we could just kind of co you know we could kind of exist because they're not even conversations to me like i like having conversations about the gaming industry and games and pieces like that they're not conversations they're just they're fluff you have to think uh you get what you pay for and, and i mean that sincerely like your dollars 
it used to be that you would pay for news. <clears throat> the advent of social media gave everyone a voice uh, change to suddenly you needed ad revenue, which meant engagement, impressions, click-through rates, scroll-down rates. Um, and think about how many enthusiasts, how many journalists, how many enthusiast journalists, that kind of hybrid that sometimes people walk, including me uh, at, at points, have system setups where they can be financially compensated compared to a site where they will write a hit piece like Kotaku. They wrote that hit piece and they're like they're generating revenue off of that. Then you think about, yep. and I won't use us three because we all have revenue sources where people can fund us if they want to support us. Patreon.com slash app PS showroom. But think about like Noclip. <laughs> Noclip had a Patreon. Noclip does incredible, professional, high yeah, quality awesome. work. Awesome work. They need funding to do that, to have, yep. you know, that, that is important. Um, there are some high profile news personality outlets like uh, Skill Up or, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blank. ACG, yeah, ACG. Yeah. Um, but they need funding to function, you know what I mean? And to be at the level they are at and produce content. Again, you're, you're right, Joe. We are fortunate. We have outside jobs that kind of offset us. But even in our case, like we we ask for tips in the tip jar kind of thing. Yeah. The livelihood of some real journalists or people that are doing reporting, uh, people that are finding information. Rebecca Valentine at IGN, her job depends on engagement at a site that runs ads, needs impressions, click through, scroll through. And Rebecca Valentine is bar none one of the best reporters in our industry. Um, yeah. But her job depends on that funding as well. And so uh, it's important that as as consumers, as audience members of whatever content you're consuming, you do get what you pay for. Yeah, but you're paying one way or the other in one fashion or another, whether it's a Patreon, yeah. whether it's an ad, whether it's uh, an engagement. And the easiest way to ignore those voices is to not give them oxygen. Right. It's kind of, I, I like what fifth string kind of, kind of, it's like a statement and a question. No clue how you guys do that either. Having channels insights on top of traditional jobs. Well, um, Ains has interns. He has a, <laughs> a fleet He's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Right. um he calls it he actually just calls them bodies i'm like is, is that a little harsh he's like what do you mean like, oh i'm sorry meat bags i'm like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right jeez uh but like i mean that's it's gonna work the- next time we need more numbers <laughs> doing the calls <laughs> we need more meat for the grinders ladies and gents um but it's it's like then you get hit with burnout so like that's what i've been feeling lately that's why like yes kyle and i for these next two weeks like kyle took the week off and then now next week i'm gonna take the week off which that's gonna give me anxiety because i'm i'm kind of like uh if you ever seen the episode of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Charlie's mom turns off and on the lights. She flickers the lights on three times in each room. And when asked why, she's like, Sir Charlie doesn't die. <laughs> it's like, that's how I'm feeling. Uh, but like, you know, it's because we need that time off to kind of recharge the creative juices, man. It, it gets a lot like, you know, listen, I again, I just read a comment that annoyed me right before as, as Luke was introing Ains in. And I'm like, that's, that's, oh, and you get a lot of those. Um, but, you know, it, it's the trouble that we're finding with this whole situation that's probably highlighted it. And then I'll tie this all up with a bow and 
please bear with me as I've had four hours of sleep the past four days, um, is the simple fact that with this issue, it's kind of highlighted the, the, the problem with game coverage, which is everybody in one way, shape, or form uh, it relies on if it bleeds, it leads type coverage, the, the cheerleading-esque coverage to kind of keep the lights on, right? So, like, if I am a new site, you know, let's just, just we'll throw Kotaku under the bus because literally nobody likes them. So, uh, Kotaku will choose a side because they know that there's an audience that actually agrees with that side. Or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, they're seeing so much of the pro Activision deal that they're like, maybe there's something here for the anti deal right mm-hmm. and then you have other people on the other on the other end right the creators who have their niches whether you're an xbox show or a playstation show um and you're running with whatever side you're on whether it's green or blue and mm-hmm. you're finding people that are going to gravitate to that work because they also are on either team green or team blue mm-hmm. right so it's really highlighted a, an issue with games coverage that is <sighs> It sucks that it feels like, at least from how I've been seeing it, it's like no one's kind of immune to this, mm-hmm. right? And and that's that's kind of the sorry state that we're we're kind of in right now. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Yeah. There you go. Well, there's right, our so, uh, twenty minute rant about that. Yeah. There we go. So Lena Khan's doing a great job. <laughs> gotcha now boys i i asked this to luke and i want to ask this to you ains um just for you know kind of just a, a question to throw out there as we transition to, okay. to you know i don't know where he's going with this what happens now what I'm like scared. what happens yeah maybe i've asked this to you on a last episode yeah four hours of sleep but now if i'm playstation what's the first thing you do ains first thing bye, I, bye, I, I think we I think we've seen the first thing they do. Did you see the report today of how they're uh, divesting resources into uh, their gaming division from other divisions within Sony? That makes me excited. Oh, um, I don't know all the details. So if I get any of this wrong, I apologize because I I saw it on a glance while I was making dinner. But um, something about they we already knew that PlayStation was last year when Jim Ryan did his like five year presentation. We already knew they were investing more into playstation first party across the board right so that's single player what they're known for the single player games uh live service and vr mobile vr slash mobile is what they had but from what i saw today it looks like sony as a company because playstation is wildly successful as a division within sony uh they are investing more down the gaming path uh upwards of two billion i believe i saw 2.6 into addition Okay, additional investment into what that is. So I I personally, I think that's probably the right move. I, I think this whole narrative of they need to go out and acquire someone, not necessarily the best thing. Sure, it, it can work. Sure, they could do that. But there's so much talent in the gaming industry. There are so many developers. There's so many creatives. There's so many people with ideas that it's not always just the best thing to acquire another studio because that comes with baggage. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be in between. So if Sony is willing to invest in their PlayStation division to a, a even more healthy degree than they were and put ABK aside, put anything else aside, let's focus on PlayStation by themselves for a second, as we've already said, wildly successful right now. The PlayStation 5 has been a resounding success basically across the board and revenue streams are killing it, right? They 
even last of us tv show they've got tv shows you know they're just kind of hitting on all cylinders for the most part yeah. they they have some misses like everyone else but for the most part they're doing really well so my point I don't is remember i remember destruction that... awesome wasn't that a, <laughs> <laughs> they had a few um that they missed but um course, i think right? they're they're that's probably their it was perfect sorry sorry i'm sorry I'm that's so probably sorry. their initial answer is look we're hitting it with the PS5. We're hitting it with first party. We're hitting it with these other areas that we're doing. We have solid leadership in place and a development structure in place. Um, we need to invest more. We have talked before here around, we know Spider-Man 2 is coming later this year. It's going to be a big hit. You don't need to be a psychic to know that. Um, but we also don't really have a good vision of what's coming down the line for PlayStation first party. We now know more about Xbox than we do PlayStation. So I think that, Obviously, they have plenty of things in the works, I'm sure. And they've said that to a, a very high degree without specificity. Specificity. I can't speak right now. Specificity. Um, thank you. Um, dry. But I'm investing more in PlayStation directly is probably the answer there. Um, so I'd like to see them. It'd be cool to see them stand up a new studio, right? We just saw, not the segue yet, because I know we want to talk about it. We just saw EA announce a new studio this week. Yeah cliffhanger games for black panther right mm -hmm. i could see sony doing the same announcing another new internal first party studio that they stand up and hand an ip to either an ip that we want to see come back or maybe something entirely new yeah i think one of the the quotes was our focus is on ip yeah and and i and, think that's right yeah and like i was saying it on the trophy room is it was like my 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 send-off is like this is like fantastic news <laughs> like what what playstation this is what i've wanted from playstation and yeah a lot of the focus is right now on live you know games of service games but i hate the idea that we just throw those games away because it's it it has games of service in it you know what i mean like there are amazing games that are games of service like let's not just discount them because you know they're supposed to last for five plus years like diablo 4 I, is a live service game exactly like, it is it so's is halos so sea of thieves you guys love. i mean we can name tons of them but destiny yeah. marathon's gonna be i mean there's plenty of them that are very popular and successful all the biggest games in the world are live service games yeah call of duty so, like, Apex, wrong with that either, right? there's nothing wrong with yeah. it it, it's, it's a matter a, it's, of balance because the industry is pendulum swung so far into live service. Now they're kind of swinging back where you're seeing successful single player games on a smaller scale. Think Ghostwire to a bigger scale. Think Jedi Survivor. That's good. We want yeah. we want both. There's room for both. The industry is yeah. big enough to support both. So I agree with you, Joe. I think IP strength. What you do in business, right? Typically, a very high level is play to your strengths, right? PlayStation strength are their IPs. Um, play to your strengths. Build out your IP catalog. Give people a reason to continue buying PlayStations and playing on mm -hmm. PlayStation. And guess what? They're really good at doing that. Um, uh, another thing that I keep echoing is like, to me, news, when, when PlayStation gets put in a corner, that excites me. Because they usually do something pretty cool to get themselves out of that jam. And like, this is not a killing blue blow by any means, but this is something that's going to stagger them and go, okay, well, now we got to take a, a shot on ourselves here. And they're going to go out there and do something different. You know, we saw that a lot on the online uh, side of things with like PlayStation Plus, right? Like PlayStation looked at what Xbox was doing with games with gold or whatever it's called. I forget, Xbox Live, not games with gold, sorry. Um, and they're like, what if we just 
do something like that and you created playstation plus the free games each and every month and that was such a huge success it still is it's something that we we all look forward to each and every month it's something we still praise and it's something that we still say it's like oh yeah man xbox's games of gold is oh it's looking rough like playstation when put in a, in a difficult situation usually finds their way out and does something unique because of it so i'm that news really has me just excited because that's what i want to hear i don't want to see them buy a square enix or a capcom or a 2k or whatever um so i do think they're gonna you know take those defensive strategic investments um i i want them to you know put rings on the smaller studios that they work really good with that's it that's all grow that ip and, uh, grow that portfolio. and i'll just say everyone leave from software alone leave them alone yeah let them cook they're yeah. good they're good don't, don't you, touch me don't Azaki. Even... praise be um, <laughs> I... <laughs> we're such in a cold ants <laughs> <laughs> best cold i've ever been in i know right <laughs> who needs church when you got the church of miyazaki son <laughs> i uh i do want to invite people in the chat to to drop in suggestions for your favorites non-ftc related gaming news from the week mm-hmm. um oh, wow. because i think that's something that that we've had stuff that got buried uh yeah. in in this past week and ains kind of alluded to the black panther game and yep. i think that's really cool i mean ea is launching a single player black panther game it's a third person narrative uh driven game from cliffhanger that's getting buried in the news but that's really freaking yeah. cool a lot of um, talent too in the studio. Um, yeah, Kevin Stevens, they, the former monolith yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just pulled up. I pulled up the article I wrote so I could figure out what I was saying. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, I I published it, but I forgot the details of what it was. Uh, but they have people from um, Shadow of Mordor series, uh, Halo Infinite, God of War, Call of Duty, and others. Kevin Stevens leading it for Monolith. Monolith, super talented studio. Um, so the, the press statement is we're dedicated to delivering fans a definitive and authentic black Panther experience, giving them more agency and control over the narrative than they have ever experienced in a story driven video game. Bold statement. Wakanda is a rich superhero sandbox. And our mission is to develop an epic world for players who love black Panther, black Panther, and want to explore the world of Wakanda as much as we do. Cool. So, um, when I was on the iron Lords years ago, they asked about a dream game. I think black Panther is ripe for opportunity because vibranium brings a lot of cool tech which means you get cool abilities in video games really interested to see kind of what happens with that um i know that it's a meme for you guys but i did enjoy the avengers game and the black panther content was really cool um the, the, the the sneaky thing about that marvel's avengers game is that if you play it like a single player third person action game you had a a good single player third person action game and then it was a done experience it was not all a good live service but playing through uh the the wakanda missions as black panther seeing that you could see potential for something so much more um so i'm really excited to see just what this brings about um i still struggle because i black panther is just such a great character um and i still struggle with chadwick boseman's loss the loss of Chadwick Boseman, I should say. Um, it hurts. He's he's shown up in several shows I've been watching too. He had a cameo in Castle at one point. Like we're watching that. But I, I digress. My point is, 
to take Black <laughs> Panther beyond and still honor it, I think Christopher Judge did a really good job at making that Black Panther his own. And that was something I didn't think could happen in the wake of Chadwick's um, passing. passing. Yeah. And so, thank you. And so I really am excited by this because I know it can be done. I would, I'd go so far as to say bring Chris Judge back because yeah. <laughs> he would, he was a great Black Panther. Yeah. And that dude, I'm so excited for this game because honestly, when I take a look at the MCU, not just of like late, but just ever, Black Panther is one of just one of the best movies they've they've made. And that's how me and, and so many millions of other people have been introduced to the character. And you know, yeah, the 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 magic that Chadwick just gave that character as well. Like it's just that that ip now means so much to so many other people you know um and it's just so awesome to see like it's so awesome to see like you know black kids running around with a black panther like 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 sweater on you know what i mean like that that's awesome man you know, seeing like seeing kids run around with a black panther mask like dude that's awesome so to see now it them- changed the classroom joe it changed yeah. the classroom my students changed as a result of that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, seeing people g- uh, give themselves like the Wakanda Forever salute, like, dude, that's, it's, it's awesome. That, that just grows my heart when I see that. So when I see a, now a game being brought up, there is a lot of um, kind of responsibility you kind of put on, on Cliffhanger to get, was it Cliffhanger, right? Cliffhanger, yep. yeah. Yeah, to get this game right. And, you know, uh, one of the major questions coming out of it, too, and I hate to get all woke on you guys, my apologies. Please, no. Um, I know. But to see so many black devs on this game and being loud and proud about, yeah, I'm on this, I'm working on this. You know, that was one lingering question that I saw from a lot of black and brown creators. It's like, this is really awesome. I want to see the faces behind this game, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because that does matter. And I think it's just in that 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 you know ip's dna at this mm-hmm. point so to me i'm just so excited for this game um because it could go anywhere and the, like his movement like how he could traverse through wakanda like i want to see how they nail that mm-hmm. the one thing that i also just going because i know and you don't give a shit about a superhero um nope. but so I'll, I'll transition this to a, to a larger topic is like the conversation has changed about how we talk about EA. Like it has from yeah. two years ago, from five years ago, 10 years ago, totally different. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, EA was a company that said single player games are dead. Remember that? Like, what is it like four years ago? And now look, they are making some stellar first party games uh, or, or have made some stellar first party games that are making hopefully awesome first uh, first or single player games as well. And I, I want to throw that over to you, Ains. Um, how are you feeling about EA's future? Because now they are, they're, they're the largest, you know, triple a publisher out there. Yeah. So uh, I agree. I agree with you guys about black Panther real quick. Uh, you guys know, even chat was like, Oh God, superhero games and Ains. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care about it, but there's, again, I, I, say definitively i'm in the minority in that right like it, it's clear that if this game is done well there's a huge audience for it i hope they do it well i hope they pay it justice um it'll be cool obviously they can't do anything with um 
Chadwick, but you know, uh, if they pay homage, you know, I would expect them to pay homage to him in some way in that game. So I think there's a big opportunity and I hope they nail it. So, um, so that, by the way, to your point, Joe, to kind of segue to EA, they're also making, let's not forget motive is making the Iron Man game. Yes. Um, and let's also remember that immortals of avium, which we talked about earlier is an EA originals. It's being published by electronic arts coming out in two weeks. So you're absolutely right. I think a lot of us have begun kind of talking about EA. It's kind of weird to see where they are now. And I guess I have to credit Patrick Wilson as the CEO of EA. He's a younger CEO. I think he's one of the youngest CEOs in the gaming space uh, who came on five, six, seven years ago. I don't know when he came on, but it's pretty clear that they've made a pretty significant shift. And when you talk about EA nowadays, um, there's a lot of positivity around it. And I think that's really cool. Um, Obviously, Battlefield 2042 was miss. Um, it seems like on paper they're doing what they need to do to fix Battlefield long term. Um, Marcus Lato from Disintegration is mm-hmm. now ahead, um, the head of the studio working on Battlefield single player content. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think EA as a publisher is is looking really strong. This is another thing under their cap, if you will, um, that could really be a big hit for them. I mean, imagine if they nail these kind of original IPs like Immortals bring battlefield back but also nail a black panther and an iron man game um the sky's the limit really for the success there so many people are saying if this stream nixie in the chat vincent pella we trust he's changed the narrative for ea he really has he was yes yeah he's uh i want to say he's a vp now right like they promoted him again because he's overseeing battlefield as well now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but you know after after all this you know why ea still sucks why where the fuck's Titanfall 3? Oh, Seth. Oh, oh. Dude, don't hurt me like this, dude. Come on, man. What are we Look doing? at my Titanfall poster right here. Yeah. Oh, what are no, we doing? Man. Come on. It hurts so anyway. bad. It's like, where's the Bloodborne remake? It's like... <laughs> it's hey, like those has got hurt. it. I'll respect EA the day they work on Anthem 2.0. Yeah. That's why, Ains, that's why you should be excited for a superhero game. That, that Iron Man game might be Anthem. You know what I mean? No, I, re- I really do hope so. It's just... I've said this before. The thing for me is that when you... And I know people, this is what people love about it. So I get that. But when you when you make a superhero game on an, a known IP, right, that, that game has to adhere to that IP. And mm. what I like about original IPs is that they can just be whatever the hell they want. There's no template they have to follow. And I think that was cool about Anthem, right? The world of Anthem was unique and the concept was unique. And even though it felt like Iron Man, it wasn't, it didn't have to stick to that. It had its own story. So whatever. But I hope it's great. Yeah, yeah, I hope so as well. Hope so, so well. other non-FTC stories I thought were really cool. Uh, did you guys see that? It, w- it w- I guess it's a it's a tangentially uh, related to the FTC, but Microsoft forecasted Starfield and Indiana Jones to sell uh, 10 million copies on PlayStation Five, and decided to nix that potential revenue in favor of upping uh, the, the 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 categorical boost to Game Pass and build revenue from sales on console and PC and through Game Pass. I thought that was uh, interesting. I also think I, they're, they're kidding themselves about Indiana Jones's IP. Ex- I was about to say that, yeah. They're real. I think just looking at the box office for Indy, sadly. It's not, not a relevant IP. I mean, everybody gets mad at me for that. No. I know, he's, I know, I know. He's not relevant. He's 81, man. <laughs> he's... I love Indiana Indy as much as the next, but like yeah. no one cares. I'm not I, I think either. no one cares about Indiana Jones. 
no, are- I think the, I think the guys my age care, right? Um, which I How get. How much longer I you think- guys have left? <laughs> <laughs> I think the younger generation. I think you guys are right, but I th- I think what's more important, right, is you can if you can nail the game, right? If you can make an uncharted quality game while still paying homage, it goes back to what I was just saying about superheroes. Funny enough. But if you pay homage to Indiana Jones and kind of nail both aspects of it, then you can capture both audiences. But you guys, I think you guys are right, and other people are right in that it just being indie as an IP is not big enough to make it a blockbuster. No, no. But again, and I also love Indiana. So, like, fun fact: like after we're done here, I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna talk about movie times because I want to watch it with my brother uh, uh, tomorrow. So, like, I I love indie, but I also know like. Yeah, you know, literally, he's past his prime. Uh, so I, yeah, I think they're kidding themselves. I think Starfield very realistic. That could hit ten million, man. That that game is gonna hopefully do something really, really big. Um, that said, I I want to just transition if if you guys don't mind real fast over to this. Guys, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The, the Twisted Metal show. Have you guys? Seen? <laughs> that was the a previews? real trailer. A good trailer. Right? What I was that? That's good. I mean, look, Halo fooled me because right. they had some good dope trailers. Yes. And then Twisted Metal did the reverse. They're like, yo, these were some pretty damn bad trailers. And then they brought that one out. I was like, okay, Twisted Metal. All right. I, I think I've identified my problem with it. And I hope it's Just, great. I'll be watching it for sure. And, and Nev Campbell's in it. Perfect. I know. Respectfully. Um, <laughs> but um, you guys know the, tra- minutes, the, the previous trailer. Seconds. The previous trailer with with no, no um, i think no i'm sorry i hate to cut you off i think luke <laughs> has some very important information he has to share with us please luke <laughs> I just love it. it's just that one time like that one vhs copy i had like there was a section it just stopped playing it was like what? you can only rewind and replay so much could, could you could you name the section oh yeah it, yeah. <laughs> son of a, it, son of a. and that's the movie yeah, yeah. it was great i agree with you <laughs> um the previous trailer where they're leaning into sweet tooth being the goofy maniac my favorite twisted metal was always twisted metal black when they rebooted it on ps2 basically um still adore that game still have my original copy and it was twisted metal black because it was dark and i've said before i like dark things and in twisted metal black sweet tooth was just a maniacal serial killer like i mean he was like hardcore and I would hope when they were doing the show that they were going to lean into that version of Sweet Tooth. But it looks like they're leaning into the more goofy aspect of Sweet Tooth, um, which disappoints me. But I'm still hope the show's good. Yeah. To me, it's like I know exactly what type of comedy this show's going to like provide. And, like I, I saw a lot of familiar faces, like some of the cast of like SNL's in it. Saw Jason Mantzoukas, uh in it for for uh, a sec. So like and like Will Arnett's the voice of Sweet Tooth. So I'm like, I know exactly what this type of show is gonna be. It's gonna be really dumb. It's probably not gonna be for most people, but it's gonna definitely be for me for like the vibes I got from it. Um, it's it's also crazy we live in this world where like. Last of Us is now nominated for 24 Emmys. It's too many. And uh, the Twisted Metal Show. How dare you, Lance? And the <laughs> Twisted Metal Show exists at the same exact time, as well as a Gran Turismo movie in August. Like, nothing. Which actually looks decent, too. No. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't, Ains. It does. No. It, it looks it does. bad. No, Look, it looks that decent. legitimately, every trailer I see, I'm like, this looks like dog no. shit. I think Gran Turismo looks better than Twisted Metal. 
No, and funny enough, I was watching Across the Spider Verse with my brother in, in in the trailer set. I'm like, I'm sitting through the the Gran Turismo one for like the umpteenth time, and then my brother, like after the trailer's done, he's like, "Chill it." You want to see that together? That looks actually really, like, really good. I'm like, uh, and, I, and I'm just like under my breath, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, at least they're not going to show it during a game showcase. That would be crazy. That would be nuts. That would be yeah. nuts. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm surprised how much I, I I'm, I, I enjoyed that trailer. I'm also not upset at the way that they took it because they're like, yeah, this is a pretty silly concept. We can we could play with it a bit like the, the, the really dark undertone things like that early two thousands or like late, you know, like, uh, was it 1990s? Like, you know, like I'm thinking of like spawn and shit like that, um, is very much uh, of its time. So I do, as long as they respect who these characters are, um, I, I, I dig the way that they're going with it right now. But again, am I expecting this to be the biggest thing ever? No. Am I even expecting the show to be great? No, but I'm expecting to have a fun time with it. It's no Ahsoka. Yeah. You know? And it comes out in what, like two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Just remember, we live in a world where The Last of Us and Halo both exist in terms of TV shows. You don't know where you're going to get. What two of my favorite with. IPs. At least one was done well. <laughs> oh, yep. God. Yep. I know yeah, Halo, Halo, two, Halo season two is rap filming, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, 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 it's new like, writers. Well, it's new writers. We'll see. I'm sitting this one out. I'll let you guys be the <laughs> it was funny. You know, I mean, everyone knows how big of a Halo fan I am. And Prime Day, they had a deal on the steel book version of season one. And I looked at it and I was like, No, 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 I can't do it. No, uh-uh. and I buy everything for God's sake. Yeah. So that tells and, you. And in a world where we're losing digital content and no way to get it, you're still like, nah. nah. No, I, I literally want the steel book. That's it. I'm not going to watch the show again. <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't want to see the Master Chief's ass? Oh, they were they were fun. like three moments in that show that were just so friggin' cool. And I was like, why can't this be the show? Nope. Yeah. Yes. I don't get it. Anyway, mm. we've ranted about that before. Um, ID at Xbox. I'll just shout this out real quick. ID oh, Xbox yes. This is a, actually, uh, I want to know about this. I've The the FTC thing buried this. Yeah, they it sure did, which it is was a shame. Joke. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, so they did a showcase, partnered with IGN this week, um, to showcase 20 indie games coming to Xbox. Obviously, a lot of them are third-party and coming to other platforms as well, but some really cool games in here. So, uh, Everspace 2 is in there, the interview that Luke just did. Um, there's Sea of Stars in there, which is like an indie darling this this year. Looks fantastic. Axiom Verge 2 coming to Xbox. Um, I'm super pumped about the Hellboy game because it is Mike Mignola's original art style from Hellboy, from the original Dark Horse comics. Um, looks fantastic. Um, so, you can see more of that. Um, and then one really interesting thing, and I know this could be old me just interested in this, but I think it's a cool concept regardless. A game from the 80s called Karatika, which was a pretty foundational video game way back then. We're talking 40 plus years ago. Chris Kohler worked on that. Karatika? Okay. Well, while you're looking that up, <laughs> they're, what they're doing with it is they're making it a playable documentary where you'll be able to play versions of that original game, different versions of it, while also watching and interacting with a documentary about how it was made, 
the impact it had on fighting games and games at the time and some other things. And I, I was like, why haven't we done that before? Why are there not? And maybe there have been some instances I'm forgetting, but why are there not like playable documentaries of old games? That's an awesome idea um, to kind of not only educate old fans of the games themselves, but kind of educate people on the impact the games had and how they're made. So I think that's really cool too. Um, that's cool. That's digital. But anyway, put that together. Yes. Yep. And there's uh, there's other games in here too. Stray Souls, a horror game. I'm just I'm rolling through Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We know it's coming. There's a uh, four player couch co op edition coming to Vampire Survivors, which obviously huge game last year or early this year. I forget now. Um, so anyway, uh, we have the full summary on the site. You can check it out. But it was pretty cool. Pretty cool show. And yeah. um, it's a shame that it it at least anecdotally on my timeline just got nothing. Didn't Literally. seem to really get a lot of. Yeah, Monolith Requiem of the Ancients. I'm looking at that trailer right now. That looks actually pretty cool. And Straight Souls, I think I've heard something about this. Yeah, it's announced back in uh, 2021. It's using Unreal Engine 5. That's It is, and they are paying homage to Silent Hill. And I believe, uh, there it is, yeah, legendary Akira Yamoka as a special guest composer who I believe composed Silent Hill. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Hot damn. Axiom Verge cool 2. That's the one. I'm I'm picking up that. That's Axiom yeah. Verge 2. Yeah. That's awesome. That was on so, Switch yeah. exclusively for a bit, I believe. It was? Yeah. I, I played console, the heck out of Axiom Verge. I think Verge. it was on PC too, but yeah. Gotcha. I played yeah. that first one. Was it PS4? Did I also play it on my Vita? The first one? Probably. Yes, I think so. Because I have, I, I think it. I have the Vita hard copy, like a limited edition thing. Yeah. There, I think. I loved Axiom Verge. That was Tom Happ that made that game, which... Tom has yeah. a very sad story, I believe, for how his game development went with the loss of his son. If I'm remembering this okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm very excited for Axiom Verge 2 because I kind of forgot about that game because it was yeah. a limited release, you know, and and uh, I need to I'm going to dive into that tonight. Actually, that's a good. Also, shout out to uh, to what is this Myth Force. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. This looks so awesome. I love this, man. It looks like an old 80s slash like early 90s Saturday morning cartoon multiplayer hero shooter. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm picking up, the vibes. Yep. This looks awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in here. Like like I said, like definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, By the way, Fishstring says, and I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys said He said the gun CEO, obviously the guy's doing Texas Chainsaw now, is trying to get the rights to the crow. To make Ooh. a game, but the IP holders wanted too much money and they couldn't get it, couldn't get it done. So those IP holders need to back it off. All right, that crow <laughs> struggle. The crow is a really cool concept, and in the death of Brandon Lee decades ago, it never recovered. It had some sci-fi movies and a show on the Sci-Fi Channel and stuff, but the crow is a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Neff Campbell also in it? <laughs> <laughs> listen i just discovered nev campbell for seemingly the first time because i just got into the scream franchise and let me tell you guys something respectfully <laughs> respectfully i don't understand like the love for courtney cox i understand the love for nev campbell and funny enough nev campbell uh in scream i think either two or three she has a, what's that <laughs> nothing oh okay <laughs> um in in, in in scream two or three she looks like my best friend like hairstyle and all and i told her and i and i said to her while we're watching i go you know amy if you were 
Nev Campbell is the more attractive version of you. So if you maybe <laughs> took care of yourself a little bit, you could look like her. Keep she really that appreciated that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Nev Campbell, if I recall correctly, um, so she became a huge hit because of Scream yeah. and how pretty she was. I think she's from Canada. And I think what happened essentially is that she basically didn't want to be that kind of sex symbol in Hollywood type thing. And she just left the industry. She disappeared and said, screw oh, all you wow. guys. And then she only got back into movies pretty recently. Someone can double check me on this, but there's a reason why she was big in like the late 90s, early 2000s for a brief period and then disappeared. And then uh, she's only been more recently in things. Yeah. yeah. And real talk, I love the Scream franchise. Like, I love them all. I think they're all great. Scream's fun. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the, a fun time. The original one in the theater was, was something, for sure. Yeah. And now Melissa, uh, what is it? Melissa Beretta is the lead star and also respectfully... And what's her name's Please. in it too? Wednesday, the girl who plays Wednesday. Uh, uh, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm more of a Melissa Beretta type of guy. You know, that's all I gotta say. Respectfully, respectfully. We're all over the yeah. place tonight. Um, <laughs> I know. Four hours of sleep. Pretty. Dear. I'm. I'm a, yeah, We're just shooting from the hip for fun. Uh, Shredder's <laughs> Revenge is getting DLC. I'm excited for that. Really? I love that. I love that that Ninja Turtle game. That's a fun one. And I think I was telling you guys prior to recording. The funny thing is, I had them on XEP before Shredder's Revenge came out, and they were like, "We're not going to do DLC," and people ran with that and made it a story. And here we are. I was like, "Oh, oh wow!" You just you're passing off false information, Luke. I didn't say what. it. The director did, or Tell something. You what. As always, here we go. Yeah, here we go again. Here we go. Um, I did I get a press email today, by the way, of uh, Silent Hill Ascension. Speaking of Silent Hill, which is the uh, episodic kind of community one they're doing. Remember, they're doing okay. three Silent Hill games. Yeah. Um, so got a press email about it um, talking about uh, new assets and coverage coming. So it looks like that game may be closer than we think. Uh, we're going to be putting up an article tomorrow about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one. I'm really excited to see Silent Hill return. More than anything, I want to see the Silent Hill 2 remake from uh, Bloober. Um I don't care if it's exclusive to PS5 or whatever. Wherever it's going to be, I'm going to play it. Just, I hope it's good. Yeah. Can Can I make a confession to you, Ains? I've already told Joe this. Um, yeah. To, to you and to all the, the amazing people in our chat and whatnot, I've gone down a rabbit hole, and I've gotten really deep into Are you AEW say Sonic? Fight Forever. Oh. No, I am in Sonic. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. That's like, here, stick with me here, because this is a, this is a journey. <laughs> So I was like, on a whim, I'm like, I'll play AEW Fight Forever. I haven't played a wrestling game in 20 years or whatnot. I started playing this, and it's just like the old, good Nintendo 64 games, which which hit right when I was like in middle school to care about wrestling. This was right before HDTV, so you couldn't quite tell if it was real, and people <laughs> were cussing and going crazy. And as a middle schooler without HDTV and replays and social media, you were never sure if it was real. And so... They built two or three really good games on something called the Aki engine. A lot of fame or whatnot. Uh, and they created this new AEW game with consult consultation with people who made the Aki engine and whatnot. Dude, I don't really watch wrestling. I'm not really like into it. Uh, but I've been playing this game like ridiculously living out childhood dreams. It is so much fun. It's the dumbest thing. I'm having a blast. I'm living my best life in this this game, doing the dumbest things. But it's really cool. It's fun. 
I haven't played that many games this past week, and it kind of bums me out. Well, not, not really. I'm kind of like the happiest I've ever been. But um, <laughs> well, it's kind of a mix. Oh, I'll tell you guys. Because here's what I've been playing. The game of like get, getting fit, uh, getting, getting in shape. And um, I didn't know how much. Because yeah, I, I made some pretty drastic changes overnight. Right. And I've stuck to them as well. Uh, like I've been fasting like every day, like 16 by eight, like fasting and, and all that jazz. I, I wasn't prepared for the shock to the system that it's been along with like starting the new position at my job as well. Um, my body is in full disarray. Like I have so much more energy now, mm-hmm. so much more energy, but at the same exact time, like, you know, my gut biome changed. So you can only imagine what that was looking like for the last few days and then at the same exact time like my sleep has been just all off so like like i've been hinting at with you know the whole show is like over the last four days i've been lucky if i hit five hours of sleep it's just it's it's oh i just hope that changes pretty soon but like for me i haven't actually had the time to to play games and i'm not feeling guilty about it to be honest that's good that's good yeah because i'm like what do uh... i have to play final fantasy 16 and just Diablo. Um, I think that's awesome, though. I think, uh, you know, we've talked a lot offline about that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, when you make drastic cuts like that and it's a big change from what you do, it will be a shock to the system. Things are going to be disrupted for a while. You will start to even that out. The only thing I would say to you, not I mean, we could talk more offline, but the only thing I would say to you is like uh, um, the the as the shock kind of lessens, right? the speed of change will lessen as well. Yeah. So it'll take more discipline to stick with it and to continue seeing results than it will in the first few weeks, if you will. So I'm happy for you, man. I love to hear it. I've seen your updates with your, your walks and your fitness and your eating and everything. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I hope so. you fail. <laughs> Thanks, man. You know who really loves it the most? Uh, Luke's we mom. keep it balanced here. We don't want to be by. <laughs> yeah. She says I have so much more energy. Yeah. 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 And she, she doesn't actually, handle it very well to begin with. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. She um, said my endurance has been like it's never been it's never been better, you know. That's cool. Kill yourself. Yeah. Um <laughs> what's up? Real quick on the uh for anyone who watches this or you guys, uh have you guys seen you were speaking about wrestling games? Have you seen that Wrestle Quest game? Remember that like yeah. mid waves last year and yeah, that's coming soon. So the the guys, the the PR for them said that game's like coming playable very very soon like up for i think reviews and stuff right because it comes out a few months there's a demo on uh the id and xbox fest right now the fest they're having right now okay um i did not know that that's exciting that's cool yeah yeah that's an arrow that people like yeah i saw the pr rep post on threads about it saying reach out if you're a creator and want to be involved in wrestlequest so I'll find that and maybe send it to you guys if you want to be involved. I, I'll have yeah, to talk to my guys, too, to see if there's anyone that wants to cover it. But that game looks really cool. If you're not familiar with what we're talking about, it's basically take like the old 16-bit era of wrestling games, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo era, and it takes that, and it's like an, an RPG-based wrestler like that. It looks really, really fun and really cool. So Yeah, this looks pretty, it. yeah. I've gone down a rabbit hole, and I do that, right? Like, I get... I mean, like, I played all the Sonic games. I played all the Darksiders games. Um, like, I get, I go down rabbit holes. Joe's laughing at me, but that's really what I do. <laughs> um, and I've been learning about the business of 
wrestling video games and wrestling in general and like the eras i've been like learning about it it's a really fascinating and i heard a really interesting uh comparison like somebody was like why do you watch it it's fake um and the counter argument was like well why do you watch tv if you know you know the superhero is going to win why do you watch the soap opera if you know they're going to get together or whatnot and it was like that's an interesting way to look at like the journey that's playing out there but mm. um in the in the business side of of gaming i think it's neat to see people try to capture stuff and kind of counterpunch wwe 2k that live service 2k model like we need an nba competitor to compete with nba you need something to to battle wwe 2k fifa no longer ea no longer has the fifa license that's really interesting as well like sports games and live service games and, and whatnot if there's no competition very rarely do they excel um they're the only example of a sports game thriving with no competition that I know of is MLB the show. And that's Madden, right? Madden, I think is doing it. Madden does well, but like, I don't know if it's as, it's not as egregious as like the W as the two K games. Um, but but it's like in the middle, it's my understanding. It's anecdotal. I mean, anybody in chat can correct me, but I think it's interesting to watch the, the business side of that stuff. So I hope that's not like too in the weeds. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Well, boys, I think that's it. Yeah. It's all I got, man. Yeah. <laughs> My body is starting to say, you know what, Joe? Maybe it is time for you to finally rest. Time to get, <laughs> some, get some sleep, buddy. That's actually one of the biggest parts when you make a change like that and make sure you're getting enough sleep. I know you just said it's hard. Take something if you have to help you sleep. I, well, it's not like like I'll knock out, but then like my body's just like, you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. That's all. That's <laughs> that happens too. Yeah. You're, it's like you're just going to go. You're just going to get up. And then I just yeah. I wake up and I have all the energy. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Well, can I point people to something I just put out for XCP? Sure. As we, as we close out. If you um, have to. Uh, this morning, I pushed live an interview with the CEO and founder of Rockfish Games. Uh, they make Everspace 2. And it was really fascinating conversation because uh, I learned a lot about how games are funded. Uh, which was was interesting how early access funded this team as did the game pass boost that allowed them to expand the game they got an extra nine to 12 months of development time of the game proper as a result of game pass and early access which was cool but not only that and Ains, this might appeal to you uh very different than everspace one this is a starfighter shooter but it's a looter it's like diablo you're a starfighter and you're playing Diablo. So it's linear single player missions, but there's a loot loop where you just like in Diablo, you get better loot, you upgrade things, uh, you seek out better weapons, you have a build, like you customize your Starfighter with That's near cool. infinite combinations uh, of weapon types and how they interact with each other to bring down capital ships and other starships and uh, Starfighters. But you basically create a build. And you can consistently tweak and augment your build of a Starfighter. So across this 30-player Golden Path or 30-hour Golden Path or 50-hour play it all or 100-hour play it all, it's a looter while being a single-player Starfighter game. This is Everspace 2. 
Oh, Everspace 2. Yeah, I told you I didn't get to listen this morning. Um, yeah, really I wonder how I wonder how deep it is, because that sounds really cool, but I'm also very picky with loot games, So, but it mm-hmm. sounds really cool in concept. W- worth listening to, because I learned some cool stuff, um, yeah. w- which is pretty darn neat. And, hey, Windows Central just put out an article on it two minutes ago. Awesome. Hey, look hey. at that. Look that's at cool. That. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was a neat thing, and so that, that's up now on XCP's uh, a channel and then last week i interviewed the the founder of uh hive social which is neat yep, to yes. compete with threads and twitter and stuff so those were two fun interviews yeah awesome. that's what i wanted to plug because i think i'm really proud of them both and they're pretty neat and is there anything you'd like to show before we get on out of here um no i don't think so really well i guess last week not this past sunday but week before we had uh tyler owens from respawn on bitcast such a oh. great interview by the way he was awesome that and was really he's fun. really really cool he um you know he is a prior halo pro player mlg level player on halo 3 and halo reach he worked at 343 on halo 5 as part of the pro uh, insights team he worked on rocket arena speaking of ea funny enough uh, a little game multiplayer game they did and of course now he works on apex legends one of the biggest games in the world so really cool insight on live service games delivery expectations of gamers why things are not as easy as people make them out to be. Um, and just an awesome dude in general uh, who shares a lot of insight on Twitter, by the way. So definitely check him out. Uh, he goes by Hatred, which was his Halo 3 pro name, H-E-Y-T-R-E-D. Check him out. You can check that episode out and uh, stay tuned because him and I are talking about doing more in the future together as well. So uh, Dope. we'll do another show in the future. Uh, what that looks like, not sure yet, but we talked about just shooting the shit about Halo and competitive shooters and all that stuff so uh looking forward to that uh, other than that i should have a video i haven't gotten to it but i'm trying to get a video out on the maxwell headset this is the odyssey maxwell's oh. these are like the high end um they can be ps5 and pc or xbox and pc but they they are like the audiophile gaming headset and they are fantastic so i want to do a review to talk about those and then uh other than that i know just check out the site we've got um Working on a couple of reviews right now. I know that uh, we are going to be working on Remnant 2 for next week, uh, which Elu is doing. Um, nice. So uh, that should be a good one as well. Awesome. Very awesome. Cool. Elo killed me at Street Fighter, and I'll never forgive him. Dude, it wasn't he's even good, close. Man. I told he's you. so yeah, good. I told you he's, he's good. Uh, he and he's super good. pumped about it. He's going to cover Mortal Kombat 1 as well. So Nice. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter or at Mr. Underscore Badbit on threads because someone stole my name and I will never forget them. And I will. Uh, them down by, the by the way, Ames is taken on threads by like a 22 year old girl. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's true. I mean, so. you have a shocking resemblance. Look at that hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you haven't seen me with a wig and freshly shaved. I mean, you know. oh, we uh and you can find this week's trophy room where I am joined by Baron J over at Level One Gaming, and then also Jam Packed Sam as well. Uh, cool. We had a awesome conversation about the whole FTC situation uh, over there. The you know, oh my God, Hell Divers Two that was a thing that exists. When is it dropping? How much is it going to drop? All Looks that good. good stuff. It looks good too, yeah. So make sure you check out that conversation because I really do think we we did something special. And then next week, uh, I'm taking a podcast hiatus, a staycation, and Kyle's going to be hosting for the first time uh, in like two years. So really, I'll have to listen to that one. It'll probably be good for a change. 
<laughs> you guys, you guys have jokes. Darren yeah. <laughs> and Sam did a good job. They were great. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Bitcoss, especially when Travis and Hope fight for 40 <laughs> minutes and <laughs> Dan just awkwardly stands there in the corner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See that? I got them say mean shit too, Ains. No, um, <laughs> but definitely check out this week's show. Uh, it's, it was a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, with that said, uh, keep keep casting, keep casting that call up. Look at my watch. That's red. Keep casting that call up. Why do I keep doing this outro? <laughs>